This week on TechCast, Steam Deck and Dock availability, it's trailer season, matter certification, and everything announced at the Pixel event. All that and more starting right now. Hello and welcome to TechCast, a weekly podcast diving into tech headlines and potentially big stories that could change the industry as we know it. I'm Ben. And I'm Jake. Jake, how are you doing this evening? I am splendid. Uh, I'm back in town, drove home today, uh, relaxed a little bit, played some some Fortnite with our friend Ray. Nice. Drinking an Alani seltzer pina colada, you know, Ooh. living the dream, getting but ready to talk about some some Google stuff with my good friend. How are you? Oh, yes, uh, I'm doing well. You know, you mentioned what you're drinking. I had to share, and I'm going to put this on camera for you here. I picked up a Coca-Cola Dreamland or Dream World limited edition. I have not tried it yet. <laughs> oh, I saved we're it gonna get for a, a this live episode. Reaction? Yes, we're going to get a live reaction here. So now, have you some... heard anything about it ahead of time? Um, only that it's supposed to taste like dreams. <laughs> mm, okay. Yes. So you don't have any like opinions going into it? I have it. no opinions on it whatsoever, other than our good friend Kyle saying that it tastes like trash. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, that was the only one I was, I was, uh, that's the only uh, review I had heard of, so. Yes, so here's some sweet ASMR as I open the bottle. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Get the little... Oh, yes. Okay. All right, here we go. Ooh. Hmm. It's different. I would say... Hold on. Say tasting notes. Mm-hmm. So I need to preface with I don't drink that much soda anymore. So it is very, very sugary. Mm. I feel like I'm drinking straight like cold syrup. Um, flavor wise, though, I get a little bit of actually I get a lot of cherry in there. Really? Yeah. I mean, I suppose that mm-hmm. makes sense. They've got they've got it just lying around. Yeah, a little bit of vanilla too. Um, I'm my taste buds are so confused. I'm getting some cream soda now, also. You know what I bet it, they're they're secretly doing? I bet it's supposed to be like sugar plums. Okay. Like like from the the night before Christmas, dreaming of yeah, sugar, the sugar plums. Yeah, plum fairies. Okay. Yeah, like well, yeah, the dreaming uh, with visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads. You know. Yeah. It's this the taste of dreams, and it's the only like sweet fruit. <laughs> I was gonna say. They actually just had a snafu in the factory and all of their flavors got mixed together. And that's kind of what it tastes like, honestly. And it's not so terrible. Like an, it's an oops all berries moment. Yeah, basically. Like, I, I, I honestly or, feel like I could Oreo. make. Yes, I could make this same thing at a fountain at, at a, at a uh, soda fountain machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're doing like a. Uh, what, what did you call it growing up? Where you make mix all the drinks at a time. Well, what I called it, I no longer feel comfortable calling it. Okay, as do I. So I think we yes. called it the same thing. Okay. Yes. Um. So yes, that is Midwest what I called it. For yes, Midwest we're, we're for great. the win. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, um, but 
I'm glad that you don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's not terrible. I will finish it for sure. It's definitely it's it's the caffeine I needed for this evening, so that's good. Um, before we recorded, I don't know if you heard me drop a can, but that can was the uh, the flaming hot Mountain Dew of like oh. its original run before okay. they re-released it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't tried it since they re-released it. If they changed it at all, but uh, it was interesting. I don't know if you ever tried that one. I don't think I could do a spicy soda. It was it was super weird. It kind of had like the same effect of like uh, kind of like a, a like a Mexican hot chocolate where you get like that kind of cayenne like okay. chili powder heat at the end. Yeah, but it's not like an upfront. Ooh, this is spicy. It's more of like a ooh, this is making like my tongue and throat tingle with heat. Yeah, I don't it's think I'd like different. that in a cold beverage. I would like yeah. it in a hot beverage. Not it's weird. Cold. Yeah, uh, or like. Ranch water has a seltzer that's just spicy. It's that vibe too. Those aren't mm. good. I don't like no. those. Okay, but. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were about to try to sway me towards that. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. 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 I, okay. I wouldn't. I would okay, never. Good. Good. Uh, um. <laughs> however, I do want to to chat with you a little bit about uh-huh. uh, some 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 news. Uh, some some changes. Okay. So. First off, I wanted to. Well, I guess this is your week. You started off. You, you, you tell us something first. Um, well, what I was actually going to share, uh, pretty, pretty short and sweet. Uh, Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct today for their Super Mario's Brother trailer. Um, it's, it's not receiving some great reception to begin with, but uh, boy, does Jack Black sound great as Bowser. He's perfect. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, uh, I also saw I haven't watched it yet. I saw there was a Black Panther trailer last day or two. Uh, yeah, two days ago. Also very good. A lot of hype for that. I'm very excited. I think uh, that I, I know there's a lot of concerns um, with without um, uh, without Chad, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, and I, I think that they're going to do a good job of, of honoring him and also being able to continue the, the narrative. So, yep, I I mean, I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I, w- I didn't mm-hmm. have too much concern. I did read that Namor is going to be in it, which uh, I'm. That's cool. That's, oh, yeah, that's an been odd for a long time. Uh, I, I after I guess the Infinity Saga, I've taken a step back of like being super hyper prescient about it about mm-hmm. the Marvel like cinematic universe. I'll still consume the content, but it's just not that it's faded off. I guess the the enthusiasm of wanting to consume every little bit of content has faded for me with it. Uh, and there's honestly, this, that's made it more fun. Yeah, I mean, there's this, and in in your defense too, there's just so much to keep up with now too. I mean, yep. uh, I know we were talking about today. Yeah, I finally I, I caught up on She Hulk today. Okay. Uh, yes. And what good. do you think? Yes, uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. It's yeah. I'm excited to see what this the season finale ends up being. Yeah. So, uh, you and I had had this conversation. I don't know if we had it on the podcast or not, but you had meant described it as like kind of being the MCU's Deadpool. And I I describe it more as the MCU's Fleabag. Have you watched Fleabag? I have not watched Fleabag. No. And that I used wanna, to like I want to correct. Hmm? I called it Disney's Disney's Deadpool versus right. Fox's well, Deadpool. Yeah, because yeah. because yep. Disney. Well, I mean, the MCU is getting Deadpool. Yeah, with exactly. Wolverine back. That was another. Uh, yes, that was another big announcement this last yep. week. <laughs> uh, actually, I really enjoyed their like s- small clip afterwards of them trying to explain mm-hmm. <laughs> why yeah. like the differences between that <laughs> Logan and this one. Yeah. Uh, but you, you should put Fleabag high on your list of like shows to watch. It okay. is 
incredible. It's an Amazon Prime show. Uh, it's so good. It's so it's impossible reason, to describe, but I can't help but think for some reason. I don't know why. When you mean say Fleabag, for some reason I keep thinking of The Tick, and I know that's not the oh, same thing at all. <laughs> it is not the same thing. No, this yes. is okay. This is a very like standard British like sitcom. Okay, uh, but with a very like break the fourth wall. The main okay. character addresses the audience. It's quite okay. Good. Okay, uh, and you will you will see the comparison more, I think, with She-Hulk to Fleabag than Deadpool to Fleabag. Even though Deadpool does address the audience, like the mm-hmm. the format is very similar. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, I think the the Super Mario Brothers trailer though has kind of overshadowed the Pokemon news. They released a 14 <laughs> minute video today of like stuff on the new Pokemon games, and most importantly. Uh, my maybe my favorite Pokemon. It's up there of being my favorite Pokemon ever. Girafferig mm-hmm. is getting an evolution, and that's oh, very important. That. Yeah, okay. uh, it's terrifying. It's amazing. I so like Girafferig's like tail uh-huh. uh, is now like moved up its body and is a cloak for it. Oh, so it's like, like wearing that. its tail as a hood, and it's apparently ten feet tall. <laughs> The ten Pokemon and a half feet is? tall. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm very excited to what that's going to mean. Like in a game like uh, Scarlet and Violet, where they're just walking around. I uh, can't wait to see this that's giant than Charizard. Well, yeah, Charizard's not very tall. Charizard's like five foot six. Well, and that's what's so funny though, because like watching Pokemon as a kid, you just picture Charizard to be this giant creature. Yeah. And and then you find out looking at the Pokédex, hey, hold up, I'm as tall as Charizard. <laughs> so I actually, you know. We are mostly a technology podcast. We do talk about games and stuff. Uh, yeah. What is your thoughts? Have you paid attention of any of the stuff that's coming out of the Pokemon games? You know, so kind of like what you mentioned with how you've kind of been handling MCU lately. That's been me for Pokemon. There's just been so much over these last couple of years that I just can't really keep up with it. Um, I really enjoyed. Um, um, well, I can't even think of the last version that came out um sword and shield was the last like mainline yes game. so i got um shield myself and i absolutely lo- no i got sword and i i absolutely loved it in fact i actually just got back into it like six months ago and completed it finally um and i enjoyed that a lot and so i've been waiting for this next one to come out mm-hmm. but i haven't really done much of researching ahead of time into it um i was really interested in that pokemon arceus i think it was called legends rcs uh, yeah legends rcs yeah and I, I never but i never got into it um, but it seems like this new version that's coming out is pulling a lot from that as far as the format. It's a lot more free form and a lot more roaming yeah, around. It, so from my understanding that well, although they didn't show much of it today, they kind of they had mentioned like when they first announced the game that you were gonna be able to do the entire game multiplayer, which would be very cool. Right. Uh but I adored Arceus. Like I thought it was or Arceus. I know people pronounce it both ways mm-hmm. whatever uh, i loved that game it's actually i think like my most played game of the year so far uh okay because it came out this year i don't know if uh, right yeah it was like early this year yep january i think yeah um but the just the environment running around like having pokemon just chilling everywhere you go was a really cool experience uh and i'm excited to see what they do in this new one but they've got a new uh like their new gimmick for this game where like they've had mega evolutions and gigantamax blah 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 mm-hmm, dynamax and all that yeah yeah this new one i don't remember what it is it's like terra types 
So okay. every Pokemon you encounter will have like a latent ability, like a latent typing. So you can activate that typing for that Pokemon and it'll bring out its other secret type. And uh, like you can catch every single Pokemon will have all type variants out there. So you can kind of like oh. build a team of saying, I have a weakness here. I need to go find a, you know, a Pidgey with a electric backing, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, That's a really interesting concept. So I could theoretically yeah. have a whole Squirtle squad of different types. Yeah. I mean, they would all still be water type and you would have to activate right. that ability. Right. Uh, and I, I don't know. I can't remember if they said you can activate it more than once per battle. But mm-hmm. still, like it's yeah, it's cool that you can have these like alternate forms and like oh, I'm totally making a Squirtle squad <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> if if Squirtle's in the game, you know. Oh, he better be now. I need him in the game now. <laughs> I'll uh, trade. But no, I think there. it's a it's a cool a cool mechanic that I'm excited to see them flush out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also like you said, excited to see the Arceus like world, like the game design, but in a, a mainline series. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I. I didn't catch any of that with Pokemon, so I'm definitely glad you brought that to my attention because I, 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 I am excited for it. What's, what's the, is it November, I think? Early November? Yeah, November yeah. 18. I, just, I feel like November is kind of like, that's that's their sweet point for, actually, I think the last ones came out November, like 15, 18, right around there. Yeah, it's pretty much always is like mid-November. For their marquee two, two version ones that come out. Yeah, I mean, even Brilliant Diamond, like the Diamond Pearl remakes came out in November, and Sword okay. and Shield came out in November. I like never this played kind of been the generation. There. I didn't either. Uh, I bought Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Mm-hmm. Got maybe an hour or two into it and yeah. like stopped. Yeah. Um, but I, I 100% at Arceus. I, yeah. I, well, that's kind of what's been fun for me, though, is when I, when I skip those generations, because I'll, I'll go a couple generations before I get into a game, uh, another Pokemon version. And it gives me that same feeling of the very first time I played Pokemon. I have no idea what these Pokemon are. I don't know their types. I don't know anything like that. So I'm Mm -hmm. going into these battles blind and having to learn the strategy all over again. And that's a lot of fun for me, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a a called shot that the next like Legends game is going to be like Pokemon Legends, either Ho-Oh or Suicune. I think they're going to do a Gen 2 like because the whole gimmick of Arceus was that it's Diamond Pearl region uh, to tie into the re-release of Diamond and Pearl. But it's like a thousand years in the past before Pokemon were like they were just wild creatures. And like mm-hmm. the, the townspeople were just like, oh, no, look at this monster breathing fire at me. <laughs> and you're from so, the future. And you have to be like, oh, no, no, guys, it's chill. We just got to like m- treat them as, you know, with mm-hmm. respect. <laughs> Did it explain how Pokemon came to Earth then? Nope. Did it? Oh. They're there. But okay. people are just afraid of them and you have to convince them that they're not scary. And that's what I need. I need a Pokemon Origins. That's what I need. That would be That'd pretty be cool. interesting. Which yeah. is why I think like that the uh, Pokemon Legends Ho-Oh would be a great like starting point in that because like Ho-Oh is like a super ancient. Mm-hmm. But they could do uh, Pokemon Legends Unknown. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good too. Yep, because I definitely I think it, I, it, it'd be even cooler though if they just announced and Nintendo just announced a game wasn't even titled Pokemon. And then you get like halfway through the narrative and the Pokemon arrive and you're like, oh shit, this is Pokemon Origins. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> If it's like the whole first half of the narrative is a prologue to the actual story. Right. Do it like <laughs> and a then Final Fantasy title. Yes. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> you got to play 30 hours before the game gets good. Yes. Uh, so I but, guess moving on still within the game world. Yes. Uh, so this is exciting for uh, people who weren't lucky like myself that got their Steam Deck orders in early. Uh, 
the Steam Deck now, if you go to try to purchase it, it no longer says reserve. It says buy. So you can purchase a Steam Deck and it will ship within a timely fashion. It's no longer on a wait list, which is very cool uh, for people who have wanted one and have not been able to get a hold of one. That also means everyone who pre-ordered one has gotten theirs. Um, yeah, it's I, amazing. Saw the, I saw the wait time right now. It's in about one to two weeks is kind of what they're estimating for it to ship out yep. if you hit the buy button. Um, which is really impressive. And I, I saw they also widen the availability itself, too. So it's going to be available in more countries by the end of the year, too. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like they might do kind of a reservation thing for those countries, at least to start out. And they did kind of uh, mildly threaten that if it not really threaten, but warn, I guess, that if it starts to get backed up enough again, then they'll go back to the reservation format. Right. Um, but it is cool that they've they've had enough interest that they've I mean, that they've they've been able to get all the pre-orders fulfilled for everybody within a timely fashion, in my opinion, that to get all that out within a year, because they were worried initially that it was going to take two plus years to get everybody's pre-orders. So being able to overcome those shortages and and get everything out and then also now be able to make it just widely available. So anybody can cook by, I think that's a, that's a huge win. And I think that that'll help gain even more traction. I think, I know we talked about um, early on in our podcast series here where you had mentioned too, that it, it definitely, it wasn't, you didn't feel that it was for everybody, but that um, it's it's a, kind of a proof of concept. I think you mentioned. Um, that, but yeah, it, I mean, especially yeah. at the time, um, mm-hmm. even more so than now. Like it was very. I mean, they were rolling out updates every other day, yeah. which they still are. They're, I still will turn on my my Steam Deck and like there'll be an update uh, that I that came out that day or the day before. Um, they are constantly pushing out stuff to try to make it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the more and more and more I use it, the more I'm kind of retracting that statement to say that it's like for a specific person. I think anybody that enjoys games should get one. I was going to say, hardware wise, do you think it's in a position hardware wise that they really can just make it ready for everybody software wise? Or do you think it needs a new hardware iteration for it to be mainstream? Oh, no, I think it is. I don't. I mean, obviously, if they were to do a new hardware version, it would just be probably, you know, making it more powerful, maybe putting in a bigger battery yeah. or making it more efficient. Uh, but as far as functionality goes, it can mm-hmm. play basically anything. Now, you're probably you're going to be sacrificing some stuff quality wise compared to a PC. But mm-hmm. if you're comparing it to a switch, this thing performs circles around the switch. OK, like it games that would make a, a switch like bend it at the knee and cry. <laughs> this thing handles just fine. Well, um, I know. So you mentioned the switch too, and I might be stealing your thunder with why you wanted to announce this, but they announced the dock next to it as well now too. Yes. Yep. The Steam um, Dock is available to purchase. So with the Steam Dock, is that more just to give the system itself more power while using it, or is that to actually plug no. it into a TV and use keyboard and mouse? Or it, it is. It is to be able to plug it into an external display, um, and that's basically it. it, it okay. does, and like obviously pass through power, like charging. It does not mm-hmm. give it any more juice. Okay. Um, it doesn't give it any more like horsepower. It is still the Steam Deck. Okay. Uh, it just it's a convenient way to blow it up on your TV. They've worked with like manufacturers to make it a pretty seamless like process. Mm-hmm. Um, it has USB ports, so you can plug in controllers if you want to do wired. Uh, but you can currently do Bluetooth controllers. Uh, but I bought a eighteen dollar USB C out like dongle, mm-hmm. and it works fine. It, oh, okay. it does the exact same thing. It just doesn't dock it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it all it has HDMI pass through. It has USB C power delivery, like this little dongle I bought, mm-hmm. and it does exactly what the stock does for way cheaper. 
But right. the dock has USB-A ports, then it has a nice design and it kind of stands it up and it's meant right. to be a fixture on your on your, uh, you know, entertainment setup. Yeah, like a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. That makes sense. OK, yeah, I think that that's certainly I think that'll help open open things up a little bit more, too, for, for people that want to do more casual gaming, but then be able to pick it up and go mobile on the go too, and maybe don't say I want to play it mobily around the house or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like I said, this thing is capable of playing basically anything. I put, mm-hmm. like, I have, uh, oh, I was going to put the Mordor or Middle Earth Shadow of War, the, like, the follow up to Shadow, Shadow of War, War. Yep, the sequel. Um, it's 104 gigs. So, like, that does take up uh, almost oh, half wow. of the, my Steam Deck storage. So, I didn't yeah. install it. Uh, but it can play it, and I'm sure it plays it well. Uh, Elden Ring played fine. I I played it on medium settings, but like I was able to play Elden Ring portable. How is how is storage handled again though? Is that a micro SD card or it's only yeah. onboard storage? Both. Okay. Okay. And, and do you have my... to move those games between to be able to play it or no? So when you put an SD card in there, uh, as you install a game, it'll ask you where you want to put it. It just creates okay. like a, a but folder it'll play essentially off the SD card. You don't yep. have to move games back and forth. Okay. Nope. Okay. And it doesn't really seem to have any performance differences to my like mm-hmm. to what I can tell. Even though it's like the 256 gig is an NVMe like onboard storage, so it in right. theory should be way faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't notice too much of a difference. Now that being said, my knowing that I'm putting it onto an SD. I mm-hmm. generally put my lighter games on it. It's so like I've got my indies on my SD card, my heavier games on my onboard. Right. And it depends on the class of card you get, of course, too. Right. Uh, yeah. But even still, like even the fastest card isn't going to be able to compare it to an NV- right. NVMe solid state. Yeah, obviously. Yep. Yep. Definitely. But yeah. I just thought that was kind of a big monumental moment. I think people who like games should consider getting one. Anyone who has a Steam library already, like even if it's like, you know, a dozen games, mm-hmm. you all already have a dozen games for this thing. Yeah. Uh, when I did my review of it, that was a thing that I, I mentioned at the end was never have I bought a brand new console that I already had a library for mm-hmm. that I didn't have to go out and buy a whole bunch of games uh, like, and things like Humble Bundle that yeah. you don't you don't get to do Humble Bundle for like switch. Right. But you can. Like, I've got hundreds of games that I've gotten through Humble monthlies and stuff that I can just play anywhere I want now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and I mean. Even if you even if you haven't in the past, I mean, you you get a um, um, get this get this Steam Deck, and then I mean, yeah, Humble Bundle's dirt cheap, and you get oh, what five six games out of it typically for and it's for like eight to ten price, yeah, eight month? to ten, yeah, for, for like, ten dollars a month, exactly. So it's a crazy good deal, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think if if people are like games, they should try to get one. I think mm-hmm. you should try to get one. <laughs> I I've love considered it. it. I I know I would. I, I would love it too much. That's my worry. <laughs> I've I'd got say, too I many play, things to need done. <laughs> I play more on it than I do basically everything else combined now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure my, I would too. Yeah, my PS5 and uh, Series X have become uh, basically just Fortnite machines <laughs> that I, I can play because Fortnite is cross-platform. I can play it. I have one in my new home and one in my existing home, mm-hmm. and I can it, it all tr- all my progress transfers through. My Xenomorph skin, it shows up on both places. Oh, <laughs> uh, they, they just a quick Fortnite update. Uh-huh. Uh, they did a in the shop today was all, like all their iconic songs that they have like dances and emotes to. So I did have to pick up Gangnam Style uh, is is one of the emotes you can do in game. Oh, of course. And there's there's very little 
that is as funny as watching like Darth Vader do Gangnam style. Yeah, it's it's really good. Or a xenomorph. That'd be fun, too. The, the xenomorph is great. I, uh, yeah. The dance monkey like uh, one is is what I generally do for the xenomorph, because I think yeah. that's very, very funny. Mm hmm. But anyway, uh, yes. Tell me, let's do now we're kind of on to updates from previous stories. Talk to me about matter. Yeah. So matter is officially certified. Um, they they rolled out 1.0 certification for matter. Um, now, what that means, though, we still have to wait for devices to actually be coming out that list that they are certified. Um, but the certification is in place now. So devices can start or manufacturers can start um, getting their devices certified before bringing them to market. Um, so what that's going to mean is we're going to start seeing um, matter stickers on uh, certain smart devices when you see them on shelves. And that's very, very exciting because that means that they're going to um, be compatible with Google Home and Apple and Amazon and um, Samsung smart things because a handful of people still use that too. Um, and so I, I'm just, I'm super excited for that. that. That's really, I mean, it's a small update, but it's a really big update at the same time. Uh, to see that we we do have the ball rolling on this now, and there is still hope that we can have all these different devices competing for your home, but not have to worry about dedicating yourself to one of these ecosystems. Right. Yep. Yeah, I I think that is very exciting. I've been, I mean, the matter stuff is still like, is it's still not like here here yet though, right? Like it's. It's here, but not really. Yeah. Again, the certification is here. Um, we're still waiting for um, the the four big names to actually update their own devices to open it up for everybody. Um, but and there hasn't been any word from any of them on when they're going to be pushing those updates out that make everything kind of cohesive. Um, but the devices that but the products themselves from companies like belkin and linksys and so on are going to start um putting out those devices that are compatible with matter so once we do get the um switches flipped on from these manufacturers from apple and, and google and them um you'll start seeing it available in all of them instead of just having it just in so like i personally again all of my lights are google yet i have my um my door lock specifically is on Apple HomeKit. Um, and a handful of my cameras can be on Apple HomeKit, but not my front door camera in particular, because Apple's weird about that for some reason with video doorbells, it has to be wired and mine's not. Um, and so my hope is that eventually I'll be able to just have everything into the Apple ecosystem so that I can just swipe down and use my control center for my Apple ecosystem HomeKit and not have to jump into the Google Home app all the time. Um, but I guess kind of small update too with Google Home app, um, Google Home has actually issued out, uh, they, they have a beta right now for their new Home app. And boy, is it clean. I had the opportunity yeah. to, to take advantage of it and I've got it downloaded currently. Um, as part of the agreement with signing up for the beta, can't share any screenshots or anything publicly on it, um, but it does have some, some really cool features. And when they do allow us to talk about it publicly, I certainly will. Um, but uh, boy, do I have some things to share with you. Nice. On I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about it. Yes, it's very, very cool. Very fun. Um, it's definitely. I, I what I what I will say is it's it's. And they've made things very streamlined, and kind of taken the best of both worlds. There's things that I liked about the HomeKit app that I wished that Google had 
And now they've kind of taken what I loved about the Google Home app already and added favorites basically from Apple's HomeKit. And it's it's made it a gotcha. lot more cohesive experience. So I have basically a favorites page uh, to put the devices that I frequently use all on just that page. So I don't have to swipe through the entire list to select what I want to use. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I hope that they have something in there for like, so for example, like you mentioned, I have you know my lights. So my accent lights uh, are, um, oh, the company that like they do like the TV lights, but for cheaper. Yeah. Yep. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, but I've got those lights for my accent lights, but then I use Hue for my main bulbs. So when I go and I, I want to turn off my lights, but leave my accents lights on, I have to go in, go to lights, go to my room, go scroll down, like flip off all of my four bulbs individually from my office. And then like either that or turn my whole office off and then go mm-hmm. and turn back on my two accent lights. Uh, which is very annoying. So if I yes. could have it be like just a button that says, okay, turn off these four bulbs, turn these two bulbs on, that would be great. Yeah. That's like um, a favorite. I, I'm i planning on actually giving them that feedback because it's not there currently, um, but they do have an, an inlet for um, providing feedback on the app specifically and other ideas that people have while using the app. And that is a feature that I would like myself as well. Um, I was kind of annoyed. One of, one of my groups... Um, when I go into lights, I have two separate bulbs set up for, for the room I'm in right now. And I can have that as a group for the room, but I can't have that as a group in my favorites. I have to control them individually for my favorites, which is kind of Mm. annoying. Um, but that's, that's feedback that I plan on putting in and I'll certainly add what you mentioned there too, because I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, just to move on again on another update. Uh, so apparently after going back and forth for uh, a while, Elon's actually buying Twitter now. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Still for the $54.20, though. So while we probably should not give any kind of stock advice, um, it, it is currently selling at under fifty-four twenty. So that is some guaranteed profit when they do convert. <laughs> uh. Is it though? Is that how that works? Mm-hmm. Because they're he's valuing them at fifty four twenty. Gotcha. I assumed that was just like a way for him to say this is how much money I'm giving you. Not that the actual like share prices would move to that. I believe Once the they purchase goes through. Move to that. I don't know enough about stocks to be able to contribute to that conversation. I, I can't. I I am about. 75% sure. So the 25% okay. of me is yeah, certainly not enough for you to say, yes, I'm going to absolutely take Ben's advice on stocks. Please don't. <laughs> uh, but to throw out there, uh, they, the hearing date has, is still planning on going on. It has just been pushed to October 28th. Uh, so who knows? He, he might not buy it again. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, it's uh, Boy, did it spike, though, when it was announced again that he would actually be buying Twitter. It went up like a good $8 a share. And I, I'm sure that Tesla dropped. Oh, I'm sure. I didn't look at Tesla. I was just curious about Twitter when I saw that that announcement happened. And I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. Eight bucks. I should have done it. So. Yeah, we'll see. But I think that's going to do it now for the, the quick stuff. We can move on to our big discussion, which is going to be the Google event that happened today. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that had been dished out the past couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, 
As always, I want to mention that we are on Twitter. I'm at NSRJ. Ben is at BenRealFun. We have our uh, text-based Twitter account, YouTube channel, website, Patreon. Uh, please give us a follow, all that good stuff. Consider being a patron. We got some some ideas for things that'll be worth it for you. Um, plus, you'd be supporting us, which is something that we would like for people to do. Absolutely. <laughs> to, keep, to keep doing more fun stuff. Yes. Uh, but And start doing even more fun stuff. Yes, way way more fun stuff. Yes. Google event. Yes. So there was a Google event that they like shockingly to me just started like re- releasing stuff mm-hmm. like two days prior. They were just sending out emails with like it's PDF saying, <laughs> here you go. Here's stuff that like here's the new Nest uh, Wi-Fi uh, tune into the event on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about the Nest Wi-Fi because I, I kind of missed this. I saw rumors about a Nest Wi-Fi Pro, but I don't really know what they updated. I think is it is it 6E now that they put on that? Yep. Or? Okay. So it's 6E. Uh, the other big thing is that each individual node is it's uh, like it's they're all the same. So where the previous Google Wi-Fi is you had a main router and then points. Yes. So with the the pros, it is every single one you buy could be the router if you wanted it to be. Now, did they take away the Google Assistant speaker features, though, in it? That's what it seems. I I looked at the product page. That's I the impression that I got, too, is that they took yeah. away the assistant feature. I couldn't find anything about it uh, yeah. on their product listing because oh, I went to go to like potentially pre-order it uh, just, you know, mm-hmm. on an impulse. I didn't need yeah. it, so I didn't I didn't end up doing mm-hmm. it. But uh, this actually ties in well with the, the matter conversation, because in addition to being 6E, they also they are matter hubs, uh, which is great. Um. Yeah, and I'm, they're using the 6E to be essentially a thread like channel. OK, so your smart home stuff can use that six gigahertz uh, like band mm-hmm. uh, and offload specifically just smart home stuff to that like six gigahertz that nothing's using right now. Oh, um, OK, that's kind of smart, which yeah, which is real smart. So then it frees up the rest of it for for your other things. And so their their claim is that by offloading it to this separate channel, they're keeping it like super low uh, impacting to the mm-hmm. rest of your usage. Uh, funnily enough, in the press, like not the press release, but like the PDF uh, pre-order stuff that they sent out, they do have an image of someone using a Stadia controller <laughs> in the, the Nest Wi-Fi Pro uh, like documents. Rip. Which is funny because they released the documents after they killed Stadia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I find that hilarious. It just kind of like amplifies the fact that nobody knew at all, even within yeah. the company. Like, yep. Like, uh, I don't know if we talked about this last week when we talked about like the death of Stadia, but the like project managers were really like they had posted uh, new UI for Stadia. Like, hours before the announcement that they were killing Stadia. Like they're saying, oh. hey, Stadia on web has a new design, has a new like homepage, has a new look and feel. And then they killed it. It's oh like my literally gosh. nobody knew. Oh man. I didn't yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's it's wild. But yeah, uh so other than that, like the they're all they're all routers. They mm-hmm. are using 6E they a single unit's two hundred bucks. If you buy any more than that, an additional unit's a hundred dollar add on. So it's two ninety nine and three ninety nine for the two pack and three pack. Mm-hmm. Um, comes in four colors. Uh, it looks nice. I actually think it looks pretty slick. Um, 
the only downside I can see to this though too is you definitely want to plan ahead because they're giving you that discount when you buy them together. Yep. So if you get two and then you so you're getting it for three ninety or two ninety nine, and then you decide down the road, oh, you know what, I could really use another node in this area of the house though. Then you're looking at paying two hundred bucks again for the next one. Yep. Um, that's one thing I liked about the way it was set up with the current generation ones that that I have is because it, it's two hundred for the regular one if you get just that one. Uh, or I guess it was 250. I think they discounted it was 250. I think for the regular one with one single node, but each additional node was only 130, um, rather than paying the whole 200 again for a for the main hub. Right. Thing. Um, so that's that's a little disappointing to hear. I'm really surprised they took away the Google Assistant feature though, because I feel like that. I mean, they wanted it to be. I mean, honestly, it's pretty enough. Like I have no problem having that on my TV stand. Um, and so I'm I'm surprised that they're building it in a way that it, it, there's no reason to have them out in the open anymore. Right. So I, that's just, yeah, that's surprising to me. I guess I don't know if maybe maybe we should be looking for updates to the um, Nest Minis here soon. I mean, when's the last time they updated those? Gosh, that's been a while. It has been a hot minute. I, I mean, I imagine years. they will. Yeah. Maybe more than that. Yeah. I don't know. It, it feels like it's been a lifetime. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I thought I think it is a, it's going to be a good product. Um, mm-hmm. The range is like two twenty two hundred square feet for a single node uh, up to six six hundred for all three. Um, yeah. And that's incredible because I think when I got my original because I, I have some of the I originally had the net, the Google Wi-Fi and then they bought Nest and then I got the Nest Wi-Fi ones as well, too, and used my Google Wi-Fi nodes or a couple of them at least. Um, but the original range for just the Nest or for the just the Google Wi-Fi, their first iteration, having three nodes was a range of like eighteen hundred feet. So the fact that Dang. one single node can reach twenty two hundred square feet is unreal. A um, couple other interesting things: they are not compatible with existing. Yeah, Google I was worried Wi-Fi. about that. Um, they claim that they are using a completely different like mesh architecture for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the positive thing is each since each one is a its own standalone router, they all have Ethernet ports on them. So you could have a node that is not the router behind your TV and hardwire like, you know, your Xbox into the node uh, to just get a little bit better latency with it than having it be over Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, the original even though Google the nodes Wi-Fi's, are still connecting over Wi-Fi there. Yep, yeah, the original Google Wi-Fi's did that as well, but they took that feature away with the Google Assistant ones in the Nest Wi-Fi. Gotcha. Because um, that's one thing I missed when I went to the Nest Wi-Fi routers um, or hub, hub, hubs was having having that hardwire that I could do with with my console um, with the well back of my PS4. I was doing that. I was hardwiring that into the net, into the Google Wi-Fi, and that was nice. Yeah, which be is because the PS4 for some reason didn't have five gigahertz. Yeah, Wi-Fi. exactly. That's like, exactly why I did it. Yeah. Uh, no, I I'm fairly excited about it. They are notorious for going on sale when they have like packs. Mm-hmm. So like I'll probably hold off and wait because I did just get a fairly recent Nighthawk that is Wi-Fi six like compatible. It's not six E, but mm-hmm. you know it, it'll it'll do the job for a while. Yeah. Uh, but what I really think with that range that will be valuable is being able to have nodes like if you have a garage or you have a like a like a utility shed in your backyard that you want to be able to like put Wi-Fi in there. 
these have enough range where if you got like a three pack, you could put daisy chain them out so you could be close enough to your home to put decent Wi-Fi out there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt, you could definitely reach or yeah, anybody that has any kind of like workshop or anything that's that's an outset building from their house. This should absolutely reach without having to hardwire. So that's going to open up a lot of flexibility on bigger properties, too. Yep. Uh, so let's go on to the actual event itself. Yeah. What did we learn today? I I didn't watch it. I only like try to catch up on news after the fact because I was uh, working and driving. Okay. So we've got. Um, so I didn't catch the live event. Um, I watched a recap. Uh, that was kind of a summary of what they announced. So we can uh, we can go over the phones if you want, or we can go over the watch, or we can go over the tablet, which they talked a little bit more about. Yes. Let's start with the phones. That seems like the okay the obvious place to start. So. Um, they announced new phones. Okay, uh, so watch. <laughs> so the Pixel Seven and Pixel Seven Pro. Honestly, I I'm not mind blown by any means. They announced their G2 chips with them as well, the Google Tensor Two chips. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we'll have to wait and see what kind of differences they actually bring. They didn't really talk too much about what, how much more they can do with it. Really about the only feature that I saw that was pretty impressive with the new phones is actually both on the Pixel 7 and the 7 Pro is um, they kept talking about um, uh, mosaic pattern with their um, with their machine learning for Zoom, how much more powerful Zoom is. Now they talked about super res Zoom. So Mm -hmm. going two times now, they can actually use their. I think it's a 50 megapixel camera they use. Mm -hmm. Um, They can now use that 50 megapixel camera, zoom in two times, and actually use machine learning to make a a full 12 and a half megapixel image for you at that two times. Um, And then they went in even deeper and said, we can actually do this at 10 times. And it was the exact same thing. They zoomed in 10 times on the same photo. And using machine learning, they were able to rework that mosaic pattern and be able to give you a 12 and a half megapixel photo that was just as crisp at 12 and a half megapixels at 10 times zoom. Um, so uh, pretty exciting stuff. Kind of, I mean, it's effectively what Apple's doing with their yeah. their new 48 megapixel where they're like, OK, we're taking them all. We're bidding them all to 12. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use that double like the higher pixel count to be able to do a more true like two times. Yeah, like optical two times. Yep, exactly. Uh, I also saw the other thing that was unique to like Tensor Two in particular was the new uh, uh, low visibility stuff for people who can't see who are like to be able to do the um, audio cues using Tensor. Did you see that? that? Um, Let me pull up uh, that way I can actually like describe it better because i want to get it right uh because it seemed really cool up uh the while i'm looking this up talk mm-hmm. to me about the differences between the 7 and 7 pro um honestly it's just the bigger screen size and they still have three lenses on the 7 pro and two lenses on the 7 um they did though they priced the 7 even lower i don't know if you caught that too so the 7 now instead of 699 is starting at 599 it was 599 for the 6 um i thought it was 699 
Nope. Because they said it was a a real big deal that they. Uh, okay, because when they announced it, they had they had claimed that they were announced or that they were releasing it at a lower price to make it even more cost effective or more budget friendly or something like that. Uh, Pixel Six launch price. Five ninety nine. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Five ninety nine and eight ninety nine were the six and six pro, which is the same as seven and seven pro. Okay. Well, still five ninety nine and eight ninety nine. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, I think that's still really good prices for uh, flagship phones. I think that um, I hope that they're gaining traction with the Pixel six and the Pixel seven at that price point because that's an excellent mm-hmm. price point for how much phone you're getting, especially that that it has the tensor chips in them. Um, I know you liked your Pixel 6 a lot, and I loved my Pixel 6 Pro a lot, and I can only imagine how how good the 7s will be as well with the Tensor 2 chips in them for that price especially. Yeah. I'm hoping that they do uh, have a better fingerprint reader. I'm mm-hmm. definitely hoping on that. Um, um, oh, the other big difference with the 7 Pro, now that you mentioned the, the fingerprint reader, they actually um, they're bringing back face unlock on the 7 Pro in particular um, because the front-facing camera is slightly different. Um, they had stated that they're able to um, use the power of the Tensor 2 chip uh, combined with the more advanced front-facing camera on the 7 Pro to be able to enable a more secure face unlock again in Android. I did I did see that, uh, which is cool. Um, also, the, so the 7 Pro has more RAM. Okay. Uh, 12 gigs instead of 8 on the regular 7. Okay. Um, <laughs> but i think with the yeah with the 7 pro though too, i think that face unlock is just kind of weird though because i mean i think that's going to get confusing for consumers though too because other android phones already offer face unlock so it doesn't really feel like a new feature right um okay so this is specifically a a feature for cameras it's called guided frame so it's using um it's using the camera along with tensor to be able to detect when you are holding your phone for a selfie. If you cannot see, it'll use audio and like haptic feedback to tell you when your face is in frame. Oh. Um, so you can take a selfie that is more, you know, that is mm-hmm. something you wouldn't be able to do without a feature like that. Right. Okay. Which is that really is, cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's, it's cool to see them bringing more um, accessibility features to phones that people just don't really think about otherwise. Uh, they also announced that the 7 and 7 Pro would be getting their uh, VPN service included. Which is normally a part of like their Google One, the, oh, okay. the two terabyte plan, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Yeah. I'm interested to see how their like the new like blurry face. Like feature like it actually works. Uh, Magic Eraser was cool and it like for the most part worked okay. Mm-hmm. So to see them saying because like, you could go back into old any old picture you had in Google Photos and use Magic Eraser on it. Um, right. So like the fact that they can do that too with this uh, like the photo unblur. Yeah. So the photo unblur, I I'm disappointed though that they're only doing that for the Pixel Sevens um because mm-hmm. again they they had said too you just have to go into the google photos app and you can just like with the with the magic eraser do it with any photo that's in your google photos um so if it's being done in google photos why wouldn't you just let your other pixel phones do it too <laughs> that's a good question yeah. my guess is um do you think it is i guess on board it'll that pull, it's actually doing it 
it, yeah, that it downloads the photos, unblurs it, maybe. and then re-uploads it. Maybe that could be. Yeah. Um, another thing they announced was what did they call it? It's Apple's cinematic mode, basically. Um, uh, but I can't remember what they called it. Something focused video or something like that. Um, I didn't think the demo looked that impressive. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, Google's video like demos never are that great. <laughs> yeah, like I could clearly see like where the outline was of where they're blurring and where the person is like it didn't feel groundbreaking by any means it was oh there's a there's a person there's some of their hair against their head and there's some of their hair that's being blurry (laughs) like in the demo so that was pretty disappointing to see but props to them for trying (laughs) uh other notable thing they did make the pixel 7 smaller than the pixel 6 which actually I'm super here for. Uh, I wanted the Pixel 6 to be a little smaller. Uh, so it's down to a 6.3 inch display from a 6.5. Uh, and they've trimmed the bezels down even more too. So it should be substantially smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize the yeah. Pixel 6 was that big. I thought the Pixel, I thought it was 6.3 also. Nah, the Pixel 6 was like giant. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of like you said, there's not a whole lot to talk about the phones. No, it'll be interesting to see how well like Tensor performs, like Tensor 2 performs long term. Uh, I plan on getting one. So we'll be able to test it and see how it goes. Um, Let's move on to the watch. Yes, I think the watch is interesting. Yeah, I think that they're definitely uh, for obvious reasons, taking some cues from Apple and trying to integrate as much as possible. I like that they're going a pixel approach with it though too, and having a lot of native apps on the watch, um, mm-hmm. like the Google Home app and Google Maps and those types of things. Um, and I like that they're integrating a lot of what they have gathered from Fitbit as well. Um, I think it's all def- different things that need to be done. Um, sleep is—I don't know why sleep is getting so popular with these fitness watches. Because, like you've mentioned, I don't like wearing a watch when I sleep. I think it's uncomfortable. Right. I don't know how many people wear a watch when they sleep but I think it's uncomfortable personally. Yeah. The only thing I've been able to comfortably wear is the whoop uh, just mm-hmm. because it's such so low profile and so narrow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think that this would be something that I would be able to sleep with just as wise as it is. I personally love the decision that they only made it one size. Yeah. I think that kind of like the physically they hit that sweet spot of the screen being big enough that it'll appease like big watch people but have it be small enough that it'll be comfortable for those that don't need, that don't want a big giant watch. Well, you know how they did that though, is they made the watch big enough that it feels big on your wrist, but the screen's small enough that for the people that like a smaller screen, <laughs> because the bezel's so big on it that you have the this large watch. The bezels are pretty good size. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am nervous about the processor. Uh, I don't know if you like, caught that, but it's the same processor that it was in the Galaxy Watch 3. Oh, so it's like two generations, that. like two years old. Uh-huh. Um, but they have two gigs of RAM in it. So okay. like that might like kind of comp- over, like be compensating for the fact that it's an underpowered chipset. Mm-hmm. We'll see because it is an Exynos processor on the inside. OK. Um, yeah, I am. I'm interested in seeing how it performs. They claim 24 hours of battery life, which, you know, will be fine as long as it does get that. You don't have to charge it like it's not dying at the end of your day. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the I like the design. I like the UI of it. 
Um, it feels Apple Watchy. It feels like if an Apple Watch and Fitbit and Google, like Wear OS, all had a baby. Yeah, it's, it's like, Apple Watch with a round with a round watch face. Yes and no. I think it's it's similar in a lot of regards, but I think it is also it pulls a lot from Wear OS and it pulls a lot from Fitbit. Yeah, yeah. Like I it, will if, say it seems like a lot like their last, the yeah. last Versa was that their smartwatch line. Yeah, yep. Versa was their smartwatch line. I definitely i I will say because I know I, I said previously on the podcast that I wasn't into the design, but the design is growing on me. I think after finally seeing like legitimate press photos from Google, it's definitely grown on me as far as um, just the the fit and finish and the polish on it, and having just the seamless like pebble almost on your wrist um with the crown on the side i i it's it's pretty clean looking it's growing on me yeah it looks like a watch Mm -hmm. like i think it it has that same energy like that the original moto 360 had for me i was like oh okay this is this looks like a watch uh but even the moto 360 from 2014 15 had less bezel (laughs) it just had the flat tire on the bottom yeah, yeah 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 But they're doing so much of that curving. I don't know how much I would want the bezel much smaller. Yeah, because it's an aggressive curve. It's going to start sloping off the edge. Mm-hmm. And I don't love that look on the Apple Watch mm-hmm. when they have it pushed all the way. It's like that and it's starting to like distort as it goes around. It's not my favorite. That's a good point. And maybe that's what made them decide ultimately to go with to go with that kind of that large of a bezel. Um, I'm sure that's part of the deciding factor in that is because, I mean, like you said, yeah, it's going to start kind of distorting a little bit if they go too far off to the sides with the way they designed the watch itself. And as yep. long as the OLED screen is close enough to the um, front glass, um, like if it's a laminated display, that's going to make a big difference too in um, how bad it's going to catch on sunlight and how well it's going to show um, on an OLED screen as well. Right. Uh. Yeah, there's not much more to talk about the watch until we actually can like yeah. get our hands on it and use it. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about the tablet. Yes, I do too. I actually kind of dig it. Oh, like I dig the idea. it so much. I'm so annoyed because this is something that Apple fans have wanted for ever since the first HomePod came out. This is all Apple fans have wanted is yeah. a speaker that you can just mount your tablet onto. <laughs> yep, I get it. It is a like an excellent. Um, selling point to have multiple tablets in your home because mm-hmm. then like if you are the one controlling the audio and like you just you take your tablet and you stick it on and now you're the one in control of the smart home yep. and like all that stuff you pull it off you go about your business someone else can jump in yep like but you only need one dock yep yep I, i'll be interested to see though how i'm curious how strong the magnet is that's my only concern um, because it didn't look like there was actually much surface area that the tablet itself is sticking to so if you're tapping towards the top of the screen if the magnet's strong enough that it doesn't feel like the tablet's wobbling at all, um, that's against fair. the magnet there because it was definitely there's there's not much surface area of what the tablet's sticking to on the speaker itself. So that was my only True. concern because she when they were announcing it, they did talk about just how how um, um, how how much thought went into the um, easy release of the tablet from the speaker. And easy release is great, but I don't want it to be so easy that it falls off when I'm tapping on the screen. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be like, uh, uh, was it? There was one company that the magnets would be like. They were stronger directionally based on how you pulled it off. 
Like if okay. you tried to pull it off a certain way, it wouldn't release as easy if you tried to pull it off another way. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Um, Clever though. Yeah, I almost wonder if they would if they put like if they could use the the power of the Tensor G two to be able to detect when you're reaching for it. Like if they use like an electromagnet, so as you so it would hold it on tight. But as you reached for it to take it off, it would sense that you're there and then release the magnet. It doesn't even need electromagnetic. Just use Soli. That's true. They just use the Soli radar chip and detect when your hand's reaching for it. But how do they know that your hand's reaching to grab it and not to tap it? Well, as your hand goes around it. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, detect around it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, and theoretically, it could just detect your palm going over the top of the over the top of the thing there yeah well um, hey maybe they're finally bringing uh edge sense to the size of the tablet so when you grab it it'll recognize it the pressure that'd be that'd be pretty funny actually (laughs) it was htc so that could be that'd be pretty that'd be pretty comical (laughs) you know but actually now that i look at that tablet again is that not just an htc flyer uh i mean it's not i mean it's it's a it's, Nexus. It's a Nexus 10 meets HTC Flyer. Let's be honest. It's a Nexus 9. <laughs> okay. The Nexus 10 was like gigantic and weird. I guess the Nexus it was like super rounded. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So the Nexus 9. Yeah. Yeah. The Nexus 9 was the HTC one. That was the one that was a uh, very squared off, very clean. Uh, okay. I've got it just right. Right on my shelf. <laughs> okay. Love that tablet. It's great. Yes. Uh, um, but the the theme though, the bezels. What is going on? Like, why do they have such big bezels on this too? Uh they're gonna say for holding it. That's yeah. what they're gonna say. And you know what? I don't think they need to be as big as they are, but I do agree that there needs to be some. Like yeah. having like super minimal bezels is not great on a tablet when you're holding it because you're constantly like accidentally touching the screen. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I yeah, I think the bezels seem too big on it, but they don't need to be super super small either. I I would honestly I I would argue that the bezels are too small on my iPad Pro. Yeah, and you know the bezels don't look that small or that big. I mean on the on the tablet, they don't look that big. Okay, to each their own. They look like they look like the Samsung Galaxy Tab is what they it look looks. Like. It looks wider than my thumb. And that's too wide. It only needs to be the width of my thumb. Oh, I disagree with that. Like, I think it looks like, honestly, it looks like the iPad bezels, but just a smidge bigger. Which iPad? On the, on the pros? Yeah. Okay. I say definitely not the iPad bezels on the, on the, like the 9.7 inch. Cause on oh, the no, sides, that, those are super thin. Yeah. That, those, that, I don't okay. even count that okay. iPad anymore. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, that is, that is that it is that I, all the i think that's is that it. all the google news we kind of yeah kind of kind of quick hits here um i mean i'm a, i'm medium excited for i think all of it yeah that's kind of where i'm at on it like I, I'll, I'll be more excited when it starts coming out and we see it in the wild and we have a chance to kind of mess around with them but yeah that tablet in particular though like i even i mean i showed my wife that too and she's like that's that's sick like i, I like yeah. that um and i i it Oh, man, I hope Apple does something like that too. They even did pogo pins. They've got pogo pins on the back. And yep. like Apple literally has their smart connector on the bottom of their tablets already. Just change the orientation sideways and you can do the same thing, Apple. Like get with, yeah. get with the program. Yeah, they, uh-huh. Ridiculous. 
Um, what are you recommending us this week? Um, I am going to actually take it over to you first because I need to grab my Ooh. iPad to verify what the title of the game is that I've been playing. So I need to grab my okay. iPad. Uh, well, then I will tell you all about uh, Vampire Survivors. It is a game that released in early access in December of last year. It is about to hit 1.0 in like a week's time. Uh, so it'll officially be leaving early access. It's like $4. Okay. Uh, it is a single stick shooter is the best way to describe it. So it's a roguelike, as most of my games I've been playing recently are. Mm-hmm. You are controlling a cast of vampires that you unlock through the different levels, like beating the levels. Um, and you literally just move your character. That is, that's why it's a single stick. So you're using your left thumbstick to move your character around um, and your character auto fires its weapons. Uh, and then as you kill enemies, you collect experience. Uh, you as you get experience, you get random, uh, like usually three to four new weapons or modifiers that you can pick up every single level. And those weapons do different things. They have different kinds of attacks. Some of them are area of effect. Some of them are like targeting specific enemies. Every weapon can be upgraded. Uh, so as you go through, you have to like find the modifier that will upgrade the weapon. Uh, it's just it's not they don't tell it to you. You just have to figure it out. Uh, and it is the most addicting game I think I've ever played. Uh, a run lasts a maximum of 30 minutes. Uh, some levels are only 15. But as soon as you hit that like 30 minute mark, like the Grim Reaper shows up and kills you instantly. Like you cannot like. Oh. Uh, you can theoretically, if you have the right set of upgrades unlocked, you can freeze him or freeze time to mm-hmm. be able to get a few more seconds out of it. Literally, one of the achievements is last 31 minutes in every level uh, okay. because at 30, he's there and he's he's there to, to end it. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it's got tons of lore. It's just like. It's really, really cool, and you lose hours of your time, Like you'll start playing it. And you'd be like, oh, shit, 20 minutes have gone by. I've just lost. But I, th- I think I, I know where I went wrong. Let me grab a different character. Uh-huh. And then every character has different like abilities and they all start with a different weapon. Um, so like, oh, OK. So in this level, this one is mostly horizontal. So I'm not going to start with the person that does vertical flying attacks. That doesn't make sense. Like you, you start building your planning out your attack, even though the random drops, you have some level of control to it. Mm-hmm. And it's. Oh, it's so good. Like, it is perfect for Steam Deck. I think it would be incredible on mobile. It's like you're just moving your character around. So being able to like move your, the, your thumb around on a little virtual joystick. Yeah, it'd be perfect for that yeah, kind of game. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I can't stop playing it. And as soon as we I was playing it before this call, uh-huh. and as soon as we get done, I'll probably go back to playing it, even <laughs> though I beat the final boss. There's still more to unlock. There's still more achievements to get. And the game is just fun. OK. It's extremely satisfying. Yeah, I've got. So I actually have two recommendations, one for the tablet uh, because I think it plays better on the tablet and the other for the phone because I think it plays better on the phone. So the reason I had to grab my iPad was because, boy, is it a lengthy name. Uh, So Apple Arcade on my iPad, Kingdom Rush Vengeance Tower Defense Plus. Okay. Yep. I've heard of this game. Yes. Um, so it, uh, the plus to me implies that it was out long before Apple Arcade and they remastered yeah. it for Apple Arcade. 
Um, but uh, exactly as it sounds, it is an epic strategy tower defense, and it is epic. It is so much fun. You just you're you're just playing tower defense uh, with these little like demonic minions and such, and and the strategy around any other tower defense. You're just trying to strategize which um, types of um, towers are going to be able to more effectively take out the monsters that are coming through the pathway. And it's just it's been a fun time waster. And I've I've really I've actually actively searched for a tower defense game on Apple Arcade because I was kind of hankering for one and I came across this one because it was rated well and I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, nice. The bigger recommendation I have though is Shovel Knight Dig. Okay. I have downloaded this. I have not spent oh, any time with it. It is so fun, Jake. So fun. Okay. Um so it is uh, exactly kind of what you talked about. The left is your is your joystick, um, and then well, uh, I guess you, it's technically D pad, just left and right on the left hand side, um, and then dig is your only action on the right hand side or jump up, and you are basically just digging deeper and deeper into the mine and taking out creatures as you go down and working on powering up, and it's just a lot of fun. It's a fun little adventure game. Um, I will say, and I don't know if it's just because I don't play that many touchscreen games that are action oriented. Um, I have considered, I haven't looked yet. I want to see if it's on Apple TV though, and actually hooking up a controller to the Apple TV. Like that's how much I'm enjoying this game. Um, Because it's, it's, it's fun little like 8-bit animation. Um, But the, the colors are fun. Have you played the other Shovel Knights? I have not. Oh man, Ben. You're you're missing out. Am I? Like, well, I'm playing Shovel, Shovel Knight. Knight. <laughs> the like original Shovel Knight is it is like too um like old school platformers mm-hmm. as Stardew Valley is to Harvest Moon. It is oh, it is a a fan project that just adores like the metroidvania side scrolling kind of platformer Mm -hmm. uh it it is so 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 good okay well i'll have to check out other ones then are these also available on mobile or do i have to get them on steam uh i mean they are all on switch oh Um, okay i want to say the first shovel knight was a wii u oh well i will probably be checking these out on switch then and that will be my recommendation next week because i'm really enjoying (laughs) shovel knight dig (laughs) yeah shovel knight treasure trove i want to say had like the original Shovel Knight and then like their DLC expansions and stuff. Um, yeah, it is. It's quite good. I, I have a Shovel Knight like Amiibo. Oh, I thought the character looked familiar. So yeah. that makes sense. I've definitely now that you say uh, Shovel Knight Amiibo, I've I've seen this character around with the, the long like Minotaur horns. Yep. OK. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've been meaning to to give some time to to shovel knight i guess that leads me into like another mini recommendation mm-hmm. uh i made the decision to re-download fire emblem heroes after not playing it for years mm-hmm. um and it's still fire emblem heroes it's still a a, <laughs> a gotcha like random polls of different fire emblem characters that have varying levels of like rarity and stats and it's a very small like fire emblem grid okay and it's good. It's just there's more of it. <laughs> there's just so much more of it. Uh, so, yeah, I downloaded that and um, Shovel Knight Dig at the same time. So I've been uh, putting my time into Fire Emblem. But mm-hmm. 
your recommendation, I will I will definitely uh, yes. jump in and play shovel some, take, some shovel night for take. sure. Please do let me know. I expect I expect to hear your first impressions next week when we talk oh, again. Okay, you mean like all all the times I've recommended you and told you to play games that you said you're going to play the that following weekend and then never did? Absolutely, yes, exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> I also want to give a quick shout out to the McDonald's adult uh, Happy Meals. I've heard that's so cute. I got, I got my little weird like uh-huh. four eyed mcdonald's fan okay uh my partner pulled the scary grimace oh i like it uh, yeah they're fun they're, they're way too expensive like it's like three dollars more than like a normal what, just getting, getting a food? big mac combo no oh more than like, oh. It, like if, if you if you got like a big mac combo it's like it's oh, like ten dollars you were gonna say three dollars like more than a happen than a kid's meal happy kids meal. oh it's three dollars more than like a big mac medium oh. meal well, you're paying three dollars for the toy. Yeah, it, it was literally like ten fifty oh, for wow. one. Okay. Yeah, it was expensive. Oh. But I mean, I got this cool McDonald's toy out of it, so you know what? <laughs> Worth it. I mean, I don't know. I could definitely see people starting to get into the collector mania for collecting the adult Happy Kid meals toys. Oh yeah. I mean, did you see their like summer uh summer camp? Stuff that they're doing with like the t-shirts. No, I didn't. Uh, I got mine in arm's reach. They they did like the the market. The McDonald's market uh, like this. Look at this grimace playing basketball. Oh, nice. Yeah, it rules. Okay. Too much money is what that cost, but yeah, you know what? <laughs> Worth it. But you'll never see it again. So that's why you got to get it now. Well, and you know what? Uh, I have eaten McDonald's twice in the last year mm-hmm. <laughs> and both times were to get something stupid because I, I, <laughs> it was only available one day for like access to the market. Mm-hmm. So you had to order a McDonald's meal through the app, go pick it up. If you did it on that day, you got a, like a link to go purchase the clothes from the market. Oh, uh, well, some friend, you didn't tell me about that. Well, I mean, I didn't think you would have cared about it. Uh, um. I probably wouldn't have on the day of and now seeing the shirt. I wish I had. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and that'll you know what? This will probably be the last time I ate McDonald's <laughs> until the next. <laughs> well, the next thing. The next, I, you gotta get the next toy. You know what? This would actually be a good opportunity. I have not shared this with anyone today. Uh, October 6, 2022. Um, I am 30 years of age. Uh, I ate my first Big Mac today. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah it was. I was expecting it to dislike it more than I did. So mm-hmm. that, there's that. It wasn't bad. I ate the whole thing. Yeah. So the uh, the, Big Mac sauce. the Big Mac, the Big Mac sauce is what does it for me. I mean, it's Thousand Island and it's a good Thousand Island, but I mean, uh, yeah, I don't. It's their ketchup and their mayo and pickles mixed. I don't necessarily like Big Mac myself, but that sauce is what makes it for me. They used to have. Do you remember the um, Mac snack wraps? Yes. Okay. So they used to have a Big Mac snack wrap. It was perfect because it wasn't. You didn't have all that all that yucky bread. Instead, you had a wrap, <laughs> and but it had the Big Mac sauce, and it was perfect. You had everything from a Big Mac wrapped in a tortilla. It was perfect. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I've read on the internet somewhere that you, if you order through the app, you can like request Big Mac sauce on other sandwiches. Yes, I've heard that as well. 
So there you go. You can just get a quarter pounder with cheese with Big Mac sauce. It's not a terrible idea. I kind of want to try the Big Mac sauce on a on a, a chicken chicken sandwich. Oh, Big Mac sauce on a filet of fish. There you go. That's mm, the winner. No, no, that's not the move at all. That's disgusting. Because everybody wants a piece of fish with cheese on it <laughs> from McDonald's. Right. Yes, I definitely trust that. <laughs> And with that, I think that's going to do for us this week. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I want to quickly say that we appreciate you listening. Uh, if you give us a like on your podcast player of choice, we would greatly appreciate it. Leave us a review on Apple Reviews. And we will be back again next week with, uh, with headlines and all the big stories. I have been Jake. And I have been Ben. Toodles. See you.